You're listening to the Running with the Herd podcast, powered up by Herd Nation, a part of the Rivals Network. This Running with the Herd podcast is sponsored by Mike Gwynn Insurance Agency. For the latest interviews, commentary, and analysis on Marshall University athletics, here is, without further ado, the Running with the Herd podcast. Aaron Coleman here in the Running with the Herd podcast, sponsored by Mike Gwynn Insurance Agency and powered up by the Rivals Network. Marshall basketball is rolling, and right now we're going to be talking to former NAIA coach and current ESPN Plus college basketball analyst, Bob Bolin. Bob, welcome to the podcast, sir. Aaron, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Now, Marshall's coming off of a 73-65 to win over Old Dominion. Now, obviously, um, it gave Marshall another win, but also... It was a contrasted styles because ODU is typically known for grinding it out and uh, making things difficult for the opposing team. But Marshall was kind of able to step up and play their style of game. Talk about what it was like for uh, Marshall to get that win over ODU. Well, I thought Marshall did a tremendous job in changing defenses. Uh, They trapped in the half court some. They went full court and trapped once it crossed half court. They trapped the first pass full court. So I thought that they did a good job on speeding up the tempo. And when they got a little lead on Old Dominion, Old Dominion kind of had to play Marshall style, and Marshall was just better at that style. So I credit the Marshall coaching staff for, I mean, every timeout, every media timeout, they would come out in a different type of defense And I thought that was very instrumental to their win. Yeah, certainly. And uh, you talk about the coaching staff. And with that commitment to defense from uh, Coach Dan D'Antoni, the rest of the coaching staff on this year's team, who or what has been the main catalyst of that commitment to defense as as far as the players go? Well, I would say just Tavion Kenzie being a leader, and his demeanor on the court is so mature this year. Uh, he's grown up so much. I say a lot of that's him. And I think uh, Micah Hanlock and the way he can block shots and Obina and their blocking shots. And I'd say the weakest part of Marshall's man-to-man defense is on the perimeter keeping the ball handler in front of them. Mm-hmm. And when they get beat – you have Han Logden and Obina coming over to block shots, and Han Logden's uh, leading the Sun Belt, and Obina's way up there in the Sun Belt. You know, so you don't want your big men to have to help to block shots, but Marshall's big men have done a tremendous job of coming over trying to help, and they've also limited the teams that still try to throw it inside to a guy with his back to the basket like Coastal tried to do. Yeah. And I think they tried it 10 straight times. And Danny's philosophy, he'll let them get it in there, but they can't score over 7-1 hand-locked. And so I think they're good when somebody passes it into the post. I think they're good at coming across and blocking shots, but I think they need to improve on their perimeter defense, keeping their man in front of them. Yeah, certainly. And you talked a little bit about Tavion being um, a mature leader and everything. Another one of those guys, of course, is Andy Taylor. And when your best players are your most unselfish players and your best leaders, I mean, Bob, you've seen this with teams that you've coached. How does that influence or impact your team when your best players are typically the guys that you need in front, you know, 
uh, leading the other guys. <laughs> it makes your job easy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where you got Tavion and Andrew Taylor being unselfish, sharing the basketball. Uh, I'm not at practice, but I would say they're the first ones to get there, the last ones to leave. And in a, when your best player is your cut-up or your goofball, that makes life miserable for a head coach. But to have those two leaders and the way they're approaching the game, I mean, Andrew Taylor's demeanor never changes on the court. Yep. Uh, such a good, quiet, tough leader. And I think the same about Tavion. I think Tavion's grown so much since his freshman year, and I hope he gets a shot at the NBA. I really think he will. But I think their demeanor on the court has made these young guys really comfortable. And also, they share the ball with the young guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, if the young guys are open, the ball's in their hand, they got the opportunity to shoot it. So I think of what you said about best players and being leaders just makes it easy for the head coach and gives your team a chance for a successful season. Yeah, certainly. And you alluded to it. I mean, Tavion's grown so much from his freshman year where after they won the uh, CIT tournament and Coach Dan uh, pointed to him and said, that's the future right there. I mean, you know, you fast forward five years later and here he is averaging uh, over 21 a game, um, also leading in assist as well. He's up there in rebounds. I mean, obviously he's grown so much, you know, as a player. What's the biggest difference that you've seen on the court from him from uh, freshman year to now? His patience on offense. Okay. I mean, he would get so excited to go in and dunk on somebody because he can jump so high. And now he lets the game come to him. He's very patient with the ball, um, doesn't force shots. Uh, I mean, you're the only player in America averaging 20 points, five rebounds, and five assists. That says something. Yep. And, and I think he's played the fourth most minutes of any player in the country. So he's durable. Uh, you know, but I think his patience on the offensive end, where you know he's willing to make the little shovel underhand pass to somebody else for a dunk instead of trying to dunk on somebody in traffic, and I, I think that's been his biggest improvement. And I think it's very obvious the way he's improved. Yeah, certainly. I would say also as well, he's uh, definitely done well on the defensive side of the ball, you know, getting his hands in there, you know, getting those steals, which lead to easy, fast break points. And, you know, he's gotten better at that over the years as well. Oh, I agree with you, Aaron. And, uh, you know, a lot of times, especially if it's a three, four, or five, Obina will take the best player. But if it's a one or two, a lot of times, Tavion's guarding the other team's best player. Yep. All right, and what do you think about the two newcomers um, that are in the starting lineup? I mean, obviously you talked about one of them a little earlier, Micah Handlogden, but also Camden Kerfman, who's able to space out the floor and able to hit those long-range shots, which is what Coach D'Antoni teams have done in the past. I mean, what do you make of the addition of Kerfman to the lineup and uh, what he's been able to do? Well, he, he can shoot from so deep that even if he's missing, the other team has to respect him. Yep. So he opens up driving lanes for Andy, where Andy, you know, can make every runner in the book off of one foot and shoot it out of his ear. I mean, it's amazing. He makes every runner little hook shot, and it opens up driving lanes for Tavion. And so I think not just his consistency in shooting, but the depth of his jump shots where he can go – 
five, seven, eight feet behind the three and still be a consistent shooter has been extremely beneficial to the Thundering Herd. And one of the things that has kind of been one of the points of emphasis for this team that something that they need to work on moving forward is free throws. I mean, you know, I've heard all my coaches going back from, you know, my AAU days all the way up, you know, just talking about free throws, free throws, free throws. I mean, obviously, you know, free throws have been something that have hurt the team as far as their losses, but it's something that, you know, I know that Coach Dan is working with them on. Now, is it, I know it's more of like a mental thing as opposed to a physical thing, correct? I, I would agree with that. And then, yes, yeah, some of it can be attributed to, you know, like where Andrew Taylor's a good free throw shooter. He's only been in the line 25 times. Mm. Now, Tavion's been there a bunch, but uh, Obina and Micah have been to the foul line the second and third most times of anybody on the team. And Obina shooting 48% and Mike is shooting 46. So, you know, they've taken 94 of the 278 free throws that Marshall's taken. So when you look at that, not really thinking that the whole team is shooting atrocious, it's just those two. And, you know, those two, well, Fricks also hasn't shot it well. But, uh, yeah, I think it's mental. I mean, Obina and Hand Lodkin's form looks good. I mean, I don't know how it could be mental when Danny, they always have the green light. <laughs> yeah. You know, he doesn't put pressure on shooters. But now the mental part, when you're standing up there at that line, it's a three-point game late, and obviously you see the stat sheet, you know you're shooting 47%. Right. So that can have a factor and. Sometimes it just takes one game to go seven for eight or nine for ten or something and get that out of your system. But um, it's hard. It's something hard to work on in practice. And you mm. say, what are you talking about? Well, you're standing 15 feet away from the basket and you're doing the same thing if it's a mechanical issue, but you don't have 5,400 people looking at you. And True. I think that's what you're referring to on the mental part of it. Yeah, certainly. And uh, you talked a little bit about one of the freshmen uh, coming in, Wyatt Fricks. But what do you make of not only Fricks but also Jacob Connor coming in off the bench? Uh, those two freshmen bring bring something to the herd that they didn't have last year. They brought uh, some size, some athleticism, guys who could shoot. Talk to us a little bit about the freshmen and what they bring. Oh, those three freshmen are tremendous. Uh, in this day and age, I'd be scared to death that somebody's going to come in there and try to steal them. Uh, oh yeah. I hope they have. I hope they have a serious girlfriend on campus. <laughs> but uh, no, those three freshmen have been tremendous. You know, they they come in all three. Well, I think Han Logdon will end up being a good three point shooter, but the other two knock the threes down. They drive to the bass. Fricks tries to put people on Sports Center with his highlight reels, and uh, I love those three freshmen. I think. You know, just you, you, you always have to worry about somebody trying to come in and steal them in this day and age. Oh, yeah. But uh, in the old days where you knew somebody would have to set out a year if they transferred, the, the future would look so bright. But I think it does. I think from the what I've heard, those three love Marshall and love Huntington. They have to love the brand of basketball that they're playing. And uh, the, the future is really bright for those three. 
Yeah, and uh, Marshall's got a game coming up on Thursday against Texas State. They get to travel to San Marcos, Texas. What do you see when you look at uh, the herd and the Bobcats? I know that little head coach, Grant. How do you say his last name? McCaskill? Yeah, McCaskill. Whatever. Well, I recruited players from Midland Junior College when he was coaching there. And that guy can flat out coach. I mean, you you have to prepare for so much when you're playing one of his teams that you'd rather play him on a Thursday than a Saturday. Mm-hmm. So I have a ton of respect for him as a coach, and uh, I've always enjoyed watching his teams play. It's it's January now, and before you know it, uh, will come uh, tournament time, Sun Belt tournament time. And uh, before you get into March and all of that, the Sun Belt, as we all know, is a one-bid league. I mean, just talk to us a little bit about um, how um, the NCAA could possibly, you know, try to make it a little bit easier for some of the mid-major teams or whatnot. I mean, as far as being a one-bid league, like what does Marshall need to do in order to possibly qualify for a postseason tournament if they don't win the league? I mean, you, you got to win the league in the Sun Belt. Uh, yeah, unless you're, I mean, like Florida Atlantic right now in a one-bid league, they're ranked 24th, so that's possible. I don't know. if I don't know how they were. If Marshall ran the table and they were in the top 25 in the country uh, and then got beat in the semifinals or finals, you know, I mean, I think anything's a possibility. Mm-hmm. But if you have more than – Four. Well, Marshall has four right now. I mean, it may be possible with four losses. I, I don't think it would be possible with any more. Uh, now, do I think that's fair? I'm, I'm not saying I think that's fair. I just think that's realistic. Gotcha. You know, it's, it's a one bid league, and you know, what, what can you do to make it out of a one bid league? Either win it or, or hope they expand the tournament to 128 teams. <laughs> I mean, that's just how it is. But there are exceptions. But I don't know. Once you have four losses. You know what that does. I mean, even after Marshall lost to Queens on the first game we did for ESPN Plus, I predicted Marshall would win the Sun Belt. Mm-hmm. And I think people acted like I was crazy. <laughs> and uh, I just think there's a lot of talent on that team. They're growing, and uh, they're going to be a force come tur- tournament time. Now, obviously, one bad game in the tournament, and, and you're going fishing, but. Uh, I just think that I think they have a lot of talent, and I think they have a lot of chemistry, and they're a real fun team to watch. I definitely agree with you, Bob. Well, thank you very much for joining me. I certainly appreciate it, and we'll catch you for that uh, next home game uh, at the Cam Henderson Center, and uh, we'll talk to you uh, later on down the season, all right? Hi, Aaron. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Running with the Herd podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at RWithTheHerd and also at Herd Nation. Also like us on Facebook at Running with the Herd and at Marshall Thundering Herd at Herd Nation. Thanks again and go Herd!